Putin Bratwurst. Hello and welcome to Putin Bratwurst. It has been two weeks since we've been speaking the last time, and yeah. now we're back. Philip, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you very well. Very, very nice. well. So crisp. Nice. So oh, crisp. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How have you been? Yeah, I guess I'm the same. It's like um, uh, the same shit over again. I, I don't want to go. I, I don't want to talk about the whole quarantine stuff again, because I guess pretty much everyone in the world is is in this right now. And you well, know, we're, we're not full on here yet. You are not. No, I mean, like the shops are mostly open and, you know, oh, it's, here, it's like, here, here too. Okay, okay, okay. We we did have a, a protest of um non non-believers um mm. in uh in Leipzig, a, a German city in, in uh, East German city. Okay. And oh, it was embarrassing. They were uh, they weren't wearing uh, haven't been wearing masks. They were mm -hmm. all in the city center and fucking police instead of, you know, um stopping them from protesting were like were um giving them thumbs up. And they were oh. uh, throwing water uh, with water against um, um, people who were against their protest. No oh boy. So you know they. That's no so, good. so these these non-believer idiots were able to to walk around and um, and uh, you know um, protest in peace for their stupid reasoning. I mean, there I see I see some I've seen some horrible videos. I've seen <clears> some uh, children on stage. You know, they, these assholes like to to put their children on the stage and them reading out uh, stories that apparently happened in their lives, which I, I'm very positive didn't happen. And they just, you know, the parents wrote, uh, uh, have written those for them. Like um, there was this one girl on a stage and it was like, there was like three people in the audience, but she was on the stage and she said, oh, last year I was able to celebrate my birthday with my family and my friends and this year i had to be i had to invite everyone by themselves so we had to celebrate a couple of times and oh, is that this fun all, this all because of the virus that the government has totally made up and <laughs> i think this is so unfair and, and in the end she says uh, I feel like we're the new Anne Frank, you know, and and Frank. Yeah, who, of course. Yeah, all, all right. Uh, so she said that. I mean, horrible. You, you. How dare you? You dumb bitch had to just celebrate your birthday like five times. Five times. Is, is that great? It. Yeah, and you even get get to celebrate it with everyone. So shut yeah. the fuck up. I mean, I'm yeah. very positive. This, no way, an 11 year old girl so new. <clears throat> Who and knows who Anne Frank is and would yeah. come up with a with a comparison <laughs> like that? So fuck your parents. I mean, really, if you if you are um, a, a parent who who doesn't believe in the virus, that's your thing. I mean, I think mm -hmm. you're a fucking idiot, but that's your thing. But mm -hmm. don't put don't put your fucking kids in there just to get some someone feel, to feel guilty or be like, oh, she's cute, she's feeling sad. Like fuck that. Really, sorry. Mm. No, I sorry, we with the rent, but ugh. but we he just did. <laughs> the, the the protests in Quebec are, I don't I don't think they're going on right now. But I know there's some of them going in Toronto, mm -hmm. 
And there's like uh, some leading figures that have been arrested, but then they, pay the, they, they protested the fines. They won the case, so they're not paying the fines. It's like there's one of these guys that I, I discovered through a, um, there's like an alternative media thing, very okay. like, very like a conservative, very yeah. um, skeptic of everything. Yeah. Um, that I'm not going to name, but uh they have this guy who's in toronto and he's interviewing people and he's very aggressive about uh, what he's interviewing people except when they're all on his side of course and they interviewed this 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 guy that's in toronto that's like really anti-mask and anti-everything he was like a bodybuilder like he's wearing like tank wow. tops he, he has like he, a, probably a scientist like, but a scientist <clears throat> but um, yeah and he has like a neck he has like a big neck tattoo or something like on his throat cool. and like like very like <laughs> and uh and I, I remember like looking this guy up apparently he's just like um he's the son of like a, a, a mil, uh, italian millionaire from toronto and apparently wow. like this is he's like silver spoon a uh, total silver spoon dude who probably never worked in his life kind of thing nice nice and now he's giving us lessons about uh, about science and stuff. It's like, yeah, just uh, yeah, <laughs> not a big fan, not a big fan, not a big fan. Talking about science, yeah, us Germans, we did it. We were the ones who came up with the vaccine that's uh, about to be. It's uh, it, it's on plan to be shipped around the world. Right. So it's I was a German vaccine. Since we- yeah, since since you since you you're German, I was wondering, can you get me a dose? um like vip yeah we 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 will probably get all of them we we get them like everywhere here it's in germany yeah. we you know we're we're <laughs> yeah. we we're already in, at the point where yeah well you get you know you get them in like magazines and stuff as a try <laughs> vaccine yeah get some examples <laughs> you get them on like toilet paper so you just need to wipe your ass a couple of uh, a couple a little harder you, you go, you go, you go to the cinema, and there's like a syringe. Yeah. And you, you, you sit on it. Whoa! We have an it's ice not, cream it's flavor. It's not AIDS this time. It's not we AIDS have... this time. It's it's it's, it's the Pfizer vaccine. <laughs> and, and we have like we have like ice cream flavor, like vaccine nice. flavored ice cream stuff like nice, that. Nice, nice, nice. So yeah, so um, and I I know that there's a lot of uh, Germans who are uh, jacking off right now to that fact, being like, yeah, of course we did it. The we're we're the smartest on earth and shit like that um uh, and i, mean, I wanted good. to uh, because i thing. sorry it's a good thing so it's it is a good you, thing. You, you guys can celebrate yeah well we're i think we're still not getting that much it's it's luckily it's gonna be um distributed in the fair way but i i wanted to break that um feeling proud about german mm. germany by something that we should uh, feel ashamed about um so <clears throat> what happened in a, in a in a city called bielefeld in germany mm-hmm. So um, there was a 19-year-old, um, I think he was, uh, he's a German of, uh, with uh, uh, Arabian roots, and okay. he was attacked by neo-Nazis, and Yikes. he was beaten up by them, and they cut a swastika into his chest with a knife. Holy and, shit. When um, was that? I think last week. Whoa, okay. Yeah. And he ended in hospital, and police came and wanted to know what happened, and he told them. And then police, the German police did what, you know, what they should have done, which is went to his parents' home and uh, looked uh, throughout the whole fucking apartment looking for drugs and anything illegal from that Arabian guy, frightened his parents who were, you know, who were lucky his son was alive and all and, yeah. and you know, and, uh, and didn't get killed by these fucking assholes. And that's it. 
Wow. Okay. I just wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to say this here. It's, this did not get big news here. It's like really on Twitter, it, uh, there was some outrage, but I'm very positive that most of the Germans listening to this uh, didn't even hear from that. But, um, you know, that's people who say that we don't have police brutality and a, and a racist problem in Germany. Well, you know, I just wanted to, to, to put that out there and... Uh, it's a very say, sad story. It's a fucking sad. It's it's embarrassing. It's annoying. It's like all these days. It feels like um, you know, yeah. All these these problems that they have in the U.S. I feel like they have here as well. Um, are you fine talking about the U.S. or sure? No. Or yeah. Did you have yeah. anything else? Because I I guess it's gonna be a, a bigger part talking about the U.S. Uh no, it's it's all good. We can we can move on to the U.S. if you want. All right. Uh, so. Yeah, well, for you guys, I, Philip and I have spoken last week uh, in mm -hmm. private. But yep. um, so, Philip, you're right. You yeah. uh, you made the right call about mm -hmm. the election. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, I took the safe way, safe bet. Yeah, it, it, it was, I guess, even though I, I would have said the same about my bet. But yeah, it was. Um Yeah, and uh, which is awesome because next year it looks like the U.S. is going to have uh, two presidents. Isn't that great? The one that got elected yeah. and the one who stays in office. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, back in the medieval times, there was the Pope and the anti-Pope. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. There was a Pope in, in, in Rome and a Pope somewhere else who was yeah. proclaiming to be Pope for people who don't know were not Christian. There used to be like people that would raise up to be like, I am the actual Pope. And yeah. one of them would be cast into hell forever. And in 2021, we might know which one is the false pope that's going to be cast for to hell forever. I'm looking forward to see that. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I, I, I was thinking at some point, why don't more people come come up and say, well, I actually won the presidency. They faked right. the whole thing, and I was did, on most of the ballots. And you know, didn't Kanye won? Sorry, didn't Kanye West won? Oh yeah. Um, I think I think there was something where he he even said something about uh, that um, there was voter, voter fraud because he got like so little votes. Right. I'm not, the, I'm, I'm not too sure the, what he said. Like people dump, dumping the yeah. opening letters and yeah. when they saw his name they would dump it. Yeah, yeah. I honestly like I I can't really follow the news. I I have been quite a, a fan of this guy and I I I still like most of his music. And I do think that he is uh, creatively spoken. He's very, very smart. And in some ways, I would even consider him to be a genius. But my God, has he gone insane the last years? Like, mm -hmm. ugh, can't really take it any longer. Um, yeah. It's hard to take seriously at this point. Yeah, he, he really is. But um, oh, and by the way, I, I don't know if you heard that it happened like half an hour before we started recording. Trump um, admitted that Biden won. On Twitter, did you hear about oh, wow. that? No, yeah, I, he, I didn't say. I didn't see that. He just admitted, like he he made it. Hold on, I'm I'm a I'm a live check my tweet. I, I'm gonna read the tweet out loud. Like, oh, by the way, speaking of uh, uh, tweets from Trump, um, uh, if you want to know what Trump says, but you don't want to follow him anymore because you can't take the bullshit and you don't want to support him anymore, there's a Twitter account called at unfollow Trump, and they just tweet everything that he said. And you don't follow, need to follow him. So you just follow that account. Uh, hold on, let me check. Did he say it? Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, 
Oh yeah. Um, so he said he won because the um, election was rigged. No vote watchers or observers allowed. Vote tabulated by a radical left privately owned company. Uh huh. Um, Dominion with a bad reputation and bum equipment that couldn't even qualify for Texas, which I won by a lot. The fake, um, something fake news media, blah, 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 blah. So he said you won because he won. Yeah, he won, but it was a fraud. So I guess, I guess that's, that's as good as it, as it's going to get. I, 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 I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. I really wonder how how this is going to change. Like, um, it's it's very similar. Um, I, I thought about this today. So all these guys uh, who who are on the streets right now protesting um, against uh, coronavirus and against wearing mm-hmm. a mask. Mm-hmm. So I I, I, ha- I was wondering um, where were the uh, where are those guys who are now totally for freedom? Where were they when Black Lives Matter protests were? Where were they when people went on the street um, against um, fascism, against inequality, against fucking climate change? Where were those people then? Nowhere. They were sitting at home, watching TV, feeling good. And now they have to wear a little fucking mask, and now it's a problem. And it's very similar to the, one, the, the Trumpers who are on the streets now um, calling, you know, uh, everyone and everything is fake and even mm-hmm. Fox News is fake because they're they didn't get what they wanted to mm-hmm. it's, it feels like it's really like like toddlers it's like grown-up toddlers and there's a whole generation of them yeah but like if you want to protest or not I think it's up to them like you're they're free to you can support a cause without like supporting it enough to protest I guess yeah but you know why are you that selfish? Like, yeah, well, don't and don't you see how fucking selfish you are? I mean, it is. It it it's obviously is. Yeah, but it's their right to protest and it's their right to not protest. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really offended by that, honestly. Um, no, I think I, most I, people I, only care about like uh, comfort and like um, uh, they're very indifferent to a lot of things, and yeah. they only get um riled up if it directly ch- touches them in a way or another um but so isn't... these people these people are like indifferent to black life fighters for example because they're not uh black individuals for example or they're indifferent to climate change because it doesn't affect them personally but then something happens that touches them personally like example having to wear a mask in a shop now then that that is ex- like touching them personally on a daily basis and now they're willing to protest so i mean but it, don't it, you it is see the, it is, the it hypocrisy is in that it is very selfish, and that's true, but that's their right, I guess. I mean, I I, yeah. I don't support it, but I understand it. Yeah. I'm not. I don't support it though. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I'm not a big. I'm not a big protester myself. I've protested for in 2012 for in, in the Quebec student crisis, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I I see. I see what you mean. Did you protest a lot? Uh, no, not not as much as, as I should have, and. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I have to say that like I'm I'm not a the best example for that either. Like I I support everybody who everyone who goes on the street to fight for a good cause, and I think there should be more people like that because it is important. But then again, I'm I'm sitting here on my ass ranting about it on a podcast, so you know. <laughs> um, oh, it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Yet I feel like. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that much better either. I'm just, 
yeah i don't i don't know where this where this <laughs> thought is gonna go sorry i didn't want to put you on the spot like oh this. no it's, you're right you're actually right and that's you know I, I i think many people are in that situation you know it's always easy to complain about something but it's if you're not if you don't do anything if you don't get your ass outside and you know mm-hmm. do something about it and yeah it's last time i protested was in 2018 it was fun i went to uh i was i was uh, in toronto back then and uh, there was a protest because the new government the conservative government of ontario the province right they wanted to remove funding for the french minority Mm -hmm. um they had a plan to have one french university in the province that they canceled and they wanted to remove funding from like resources to help them find work and stuff like that yeah access education so uh like the french ontarians which are like almost a million it's almost Mm -hmm. a million people it's a lot of people uh they organized a protest at the premier's uh mp office um so uh it was like i don't know 30 minutes from downtown toronto so uh another quebec guy i knew from toronto and me went it was fun we stayed there for like half a day or almost a full day just shouting stupid stuff to his office and flipping <laughs> the bird to his office and stuff like that it was fun nice um, <laughs> it was very cozy we we're just like we just occupied the whole plaza basically there were like hundreds of us just nobody could park nobody could get in the whole thing it was just uh yeah it was cool. cool it was very well organized they would like they took us by school buses um to uh to the suburb which is called etobico i think it's called i cannot i can never pronounce this properly and uh we were singing songs in the bus <laughs> it was it was cool yeah cool um do you have a song for the first time? yeah so it, it's from a guy that I've, I've shared uh music from him before but he released a new album uh two weeks ago so uh, it, I mean, in between the two episodes. So uh, let me get the the, the 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 name of the song back. But it's a really cool album because it's an instrumental album, a thing he never did before. And the song is called "Froid était la gâchette," so it means like cold was the trigger. So it's a mm-hmm. song that is like imitating Western music. It's really cool. Uh, I have a song um, which is a, a by a French group. Oh, it's a, 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 a. I think you could call it house. Um, a song um the group is called and i i hope you can tell me what it means and uh tell me if i say correct uh seron that's written c e double r o n e i don't think it means anything but how would you pronounce it seron seron and the song is called um uh, supernature I would say that. Super. Yeah, that uh, I understood. It's uh, supernature. It's it's so the same how, thing. How English. would you say that? Supernature. You said it Super well. Supernature. Yeah. All right. All right. So hear you guys in a moment. I'll eat your ass. I will. You think I like sizing up my neighbor? How I'm gonna haul him up by a chain and chop his ass up? I'll do it. My children aren't going hungry. I will eat your ass. And that's why I want the globalists to know. I will eat your ass first. You're not. We're going to dig you out of those bunkers. We're going to dig you out of those holes. You make us vacuum out your child's brain or chop your daughter or son up. Oh, no, 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 no. Look at that. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on What's for Dinner. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.
Welcome to the second take of today's Poutine Bradverse, the Your Long Distance Podcast. That was a beautiful bonjour. Oh, thank you. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I think you speak better French than you think you do. I, I don't speak French. I mean, the, the way you pronounce it. Oh, um, yeah, I, 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 always, I always try to pronounce um, words uh, in, you know, I, I try to get them um, to mimic the, 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 a native dialect in any language. Right. I mean, when you, when you say things, I usually very understand very well. So congrats. That's good. Good work. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, actually, yeah. Fr- uh, French is is one of is a language that's uh, pretty high on my bucket list to learn yeah? within my lifetime. Yeah, I mean, uh, since, since since I visited you in Germany, German has went way up too. It used to be the, the European language I wanted to learn used to be Italian, but it has been um, tossed aside by German for sure. I believe German is uh, rather useful, especially if you're an, a, a native uh, uh, French speaker. Way more useful in Italian. The reason why I wanted to learn Italian is because I I, I just I just love Italy and I love Italian Prague <laughs> yeah. as a music genre. So it's purely for like for the for the fun of learning it. I know it's not very useful, um, but yeah, I wanted to learn it just for fun. Um, but yeah, German maybe one day I would like it a lot. Oh, um, that would be so nice if we could speak in in German. Wow, that that would. Dude, <laughs> don't get your hopes your hopes too too high. But like uh, one day, maybe it's a, it's a lifetime goal. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, at least like a basic converse conversational level. Like I can go to Germany and like survive on my own kind of yeah. thing. that's enough for me. I don't need to be like a scholar, but like yeah. just like decent survival. Like uh, I have to like good conversations. Yeah, maybe one day. Um, I have a friend who's learning it. Your your friend doing is a, learning it. Yeah, he's been doing Duolingo for a year now, every day for a year. Duolingo, that's like an online thing, isn't it? Yeah, from what I understand, like he's really, really good at like, he knows a lot of words, but his grammar is, he doesn't know anything of grammar and he doesn't know, he never talked to anyone. So mm-hmm. I, th- I, I think it's a bit limited, but he's having fun. So whatever, right? Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so outside of language, I wanted to talk about some uh, something to you today that um, for people that maybe studied geopolitics or into it as as I am, and I think you are too, it's the the whole Armenia and Azerbaijan mm-hmm. crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you told me you didn't know um, like a whole lot of details about it, like no, you know the, I, you know, I, you know the background. So you know Azerbaijan people are like, I don't. I, I, if we have Azerbaijan listeners, I don't want to be offensive, but like. They're like Turkish-ish people, like the, their ethnicity is close to Turkish and Armenian people are are, are not, right? And um, so there's territories that are disputed um, yeah. in, in that area. Since, you know, since uh, the the the, um, the USSR has, has been dismantled, that these some areas, the mountains are, and um, they've been disputed. And there's even a, like some regions that want to be their own country. Mm-hmm. In Azerbaijan, that are like yeah. Armenian people that are living there, like eighty percent of people are Armenian, but they're in Azerbaijan. They want to be their own, whatever. And so it's a very tense area, and there's been conflicts in the past, and there has been conflicts again in the past weeks, and nobody talked about it. And the reason why it's so complex is because, as you know, Turkey is in NATO. Yeah, and Turkey is supporting Azerbaijan, which are the aggressor in this case. And who supports Armenia in, in the big forces? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, isn't it Russia? Yes. Yeah. So we're in a situation here where our ally is the aggressor. Uh, so as international forces that are for peace or whatever, we should be supporting Armenia, but Armenia is sponsored by Russia. It's a very complex situation, right? It is, yeah. It's very tense. And um, last time I, I, I read about this, I think they were saying that there was a peace thing going on sponsored by Russia, which is interesting. But what I want to tell you today, and it's something that we never think about, is the life of the, the um, civilians, right? What is it like to live in a zone like this? Mm. So yesterday, yesterday, I went for a walk <clears throat> in the forest with a friend, um, and we were talking about this. He studied with, with me in the past, and with him, I integrated with him, so he's also very into that stuff. And he was telling me what people do there, the Armenian people, when they, their land, they know their land is going to get conquered. Mm-hmm. They burn their cities, like to make sure, and they get everything they need: tires, car parts, electronics, copper, anything they can get that is useful that that could be useful for the Azerbaijans. Oh yeah, they just take it apart. So imagine, like you're told that like, you live in a town near the border, whatever, and the military guys are like, okay, so uh, they're going to be here within the f- next few days. So mm-hmm. take the wood you need, yeah, and uh, please, like. Uh, get rid of everything else so people are apparently like taking wood out of their houses to to make fires for power and just heat because it's 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 cold right now right and and they just burn their houses and apparently like the military they get their radios and everything and the they, people put like like signs on their door like fuck azaris <laughs> just like yeah just like fuck you guys and, they, and they, that's all they leave behind isn't that crazy it's crazy, but I, I think that's like, um, it's very similar to, to a strategy the Russians had in the Second World War. Right. When they, you know, left burn ground for the German soldiers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a burning ground strategy. It's still a thing. That's what I'm surprised. It's still a thing. Well, it works, right? It, it does. It does. And it's, it's, it's such a demoralizing and wasteful <laughs> way to do things. But I just, I'm just, I just want to have a thought. I just wanted to bring this up. And so we, we yeah. can share this. A thought for the civilians that have to go through this. It's... They probably don't give a shit about this whole thing, right? They just want to live peacefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, yeah. Isn't it always like that? Every time there's, there's a war, you know, it feels like, um, you know, like a chess game or something. If you're an outsider. You know, mm-hmm. there's one country invading another uh, for some cause, uh, whatever it is, good or bad, whatever. But you don't think of the consequences that has for, you know, you people like you and I. I mean, yeah. imagine there was, you know, imagine the U.S. <clears throat> was attacking you guys. Yeah. Or, <laughs> imagine, um, you know, or let's imagine France and all the neighbor, other neighbor countries were to attack Germany right now or any other, you know, Russia came to attack Europe. The feeling of that these civilians have, you know, it must have in these situations, you know, I, I can't even imagine. I'm in a lucky position where I don't know how that feels and I can I can barely imagine. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, these are the ones who suffer the most from that for generations to come. Mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely it's uh it's a it's a game changer everything that you built is, is gone so uh, when i when i hear these stories i just uh, yeah i just want to have a thought for these people and i'm 
I wish I could do more, honestly. Yeah. I wish there's more we could do, but I yeah. If um uh, I I want to uh, I want to take this to a situation that is a little less serious. Sure. This uh, this thing because I don't, you know, I I don't I this is dead. I mean, it's dead serious over there and I don't want to make fun of that. But like um I was thinking the other day because as you know from last week I I finished playing The Last of Us Part Two and it's <laughs> yeah. still following me uh in my thoughts and mm -hmm. and i i'm i was wondering i want to ask you mm. imagine there was a zombie apocalypse yeah, yeah. right now yeah imagine that coronavirus develops and it's a zombie virus whatever um what would you do you know you don't have to give me a, a complete plan but would you like you know would you stay where you're where you're at would you you know stock up and try to survive until it's over or would you go somewhere and if you would If you were to go somewhere, where would you go? Yeah, I would. I would move north. You would move uh, more north, like Alaska, or uh, no, no, just northern Quebec. Uh, it's like it's like really open spaces. It's so cold. There's not much trees there anymore, so uh, you could see zombies from afar. And uh, well, that but they can see you too, right? But I think the zombies, will, theoretically, if they're human, they would freeze. Uh, so if it's that cold up there, like it's probably safer for us mm -hmm. if you can wear clothes and they don't. So uh, yeah, I would probably move north. I don't have. I've never really had a, strong, a big thought about this, but but um, yeah. I I think I think your your country uh, and where you are at is a little more advantageous than it is yeah, where I am. Because we don't have a we don't have a very dense population. So if you're outside yeah. Montreal. It's very safe. Um, like in my, even here, if there was such a thing as a zombie apocalypse, you could like kill them pretty fast and like be okay, I guess. And you probably have like more weapons per capita than we do, don't you? Uh, I honestly don't know. Um, But like many people I, I, go I, hunting over there, right? Way more. Yeah, than not they do not here. in the not in the cities. No, I, I don't think hunting is a big thing here because you have to oh, maybe really? maybe. I I honestly don't know if people have guns. Uh, <laughs> I don't. So I always imagine yeah. the Canadian population being very prone to go hunting and you know fishing as you did uh, a, f a couple of months ago. Yes, so, so it's true because there's a lot of spots to do it, but it's usually people living outside the cities that are more into it. Yeah. Uh, so where I live, it's uh, obviously some people are doing it. Don't get me wrong, but if you go to where my dad's from, where my mom's from, fishing and hunting is one of the only few fun things you can do there. <laughs> There's not much to yeah, do over yeah. there. So, is it how how easy is it actually? Like I saw a documentary about uh, like a U.S. election documentary from some German journalist who went to like rural areas and stuff. And in the U.S., as far as I understood it, it's fairly easy, obviously, to get a gun, but then also to, you know, just go to the woods and shoot up some deer or whatever. So it's illegal to do that here. You cannot just go and kill a deer. Uh, there's a season that you have to respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have that there too. But um, yeah. how easy is it for, I mean, obviously, you need like a license to have a gun yep. and it's more difficult in Canada than it is in the US. But say you had such a license and you... You know, you had the right to buy guns and you yeah. had guns at home. How yeah. easy would it be for you to go actually in the woods and start hunting animals that are on season to hunt right now? I, I Honestly, I don't know where I would go. Uh, there's are probably areas for this uh, yeah. and I don't know where they are. <laughs> well, but you're not, if you you're know, not asking the say, right person. Say, well, say you knew. I'm, 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 not, I'm not talking about 
what exactly you would do. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to find out how, how was the process? How is the, how easy is it? Like in, in Germany, I, in my family, we have, um, I have some relatives who, and I also have some friends actually who have a, a hunting license. Mm -hmm. And I actually am interested in doing one myself because I think it can be very relaxing to be in the forest and, you know, mm -hmm. sit there and quiet and, you know, anyways, um, and they have like seasons and they have to do like uh, tests and stuff. It's like a, mm -hmm. a school they have to do. It costs like 3000 bucks wow. and uh, it takes a while, but then you get the license and you have to follow strict rules for that. Um, so it's, it's way, way more complicated than it is, uh, for example, in the US and regulated as well. But I, I'm uh, wondering how it is over there because I can imagine that historically spoken, you guys also maybe have like similar rules to the US, you know, being like in an yeah, open probably. country, people be need people who, who should be able to provide for themselves since they are living so far apart and they have so much space, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But do, do you know anything about that or not at all? I know for the the fishing process because I've done it, but hunting, yeah. I don't want to tell you bullshit. I honestly have no clue. Never oh, informed okay. myself. Mm -hmm. But I think if you have your license and you have your license to hold a weapon or a um, crossbow, some people hunt with a crossbow. Yeah. Um, I think you can just go into the woods with if you dress properly and just hunt. What's okay. legal? Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. think you can just do it. But uh, I, I I'm not sure. Right. Uh, we have a we have a we have a listener. Uh, one of my good friends who listened to this podcast. Uh, who asked us a question before. Um, he, um, I, know he, I know he owns some weapons. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't remember if he hunts. I don't remember if he does or is just collection or like range shooting. I know he does range, but I don't know if he hunts. So um, you know who you are. So if, if, you, if you know the answer, please uh, send us an email. So yeah, we can, I'm very curious. To yeah, so Simon can know uh, what it is like. <laughs> no, like I, I really think this is an, a, a very interesting topic for me because I... Um, you know, like uh, when I talk to my girlfriend, for instance, about that, I think that's an interesting hobby. And I am, I, if, you know, now I live in Hamburg, it's like not that easy to go right. hunting from here. But where, I, where I'm originally from, where my mm. parents live, it's fairly easy to, to find a, a, a forest where you can hunt. And, uh, you know, she always, my girlfriend always said, oh, you, I couldn't kill animals and stuff. It's cruel. But um, the way it is in Germany, you're you're really just helping nature to be regulated. And then again, I don't eat much meat here because I think yeah. you know I, 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 the way meat is um, produced and you know mm -hmm. animals are treated is horrible. Yeah. But if you hunt like a, a wild it's boar, way more it's and, way more ethical. In you my know, opinion. you you shoot it and you you prepare it and stuff. You eat it. You can enjoy the meat way more and knowing that this is an animal that had up to the point where you shot it humanely and you know you didn't it didn't wasn't tortured to death or anything it had a had a nice life you know maybe yeah, had some children it to me hunting is whatever. way more ethical than eat, eating um yeah grocery meat it's yeah. way way more ethical my dad used to have a friend sadly passed away a couple of years ago who was this mythical man with the thick white mustache and a woodman you know living in the forest and nice he, he and his wife or girlfriend, I don't know, partner, let's say partner, mm -hmm. um, they had a policy of only eating meat that they would hunt themselves. Right. That's cool. And he would hunt like mooses and, and, and elks and stuff like that. Oh, and so he, cool. had, he had like a massive like freezer where you can walk in, <laughs> like a really big freezer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a butcher. Right, right, right. And yeah. um, he, would, he would butcher his things himself and they would eat that meat for the whole year. 
cool. if you if you if you don't meet eat meat every day and and you freeze it properly, uh, they were able to live with that meat for the whole year, just the two of them. And I remember once he my dad organized a party at his place with his friends mm-hmm. and the the party was like every man of the couples have to prepare their best dishes for the group yeah including their like partners yeah um and my dad does his thing one of those with friends they did their things but this guy brought some moose that he hunted himself and he made a sauce okay listen to this with a mushroom that is extremely rare okay uh-huh. this mushroom only grows after a wild forest fire in Yukon. Wow. <laughs> so you have to you have to you have to look at, at the um, Yukon whatever if there's a forest fire people would go there and wait for the forest fire to uh, like wait a week or two. Mm-hmm. And then the mushroom would start growing wow. on the burned trees only in that area. So his daughter went there to pick up these mushrooms. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you like mushrooms, wild mushrooms. Yeah, uh, you know, sure. my my family were really into it. My dad is a massive fan of mushroom just science in general he mm-hmm. reads books mm-hmm. about it whatever and um it was the best fucking sauce slash mushroom wow. slash meat i've ever had in my life the mushroom were so good so good i cannot Aww. i cannot explain how good they were just talking about it i'm salivating like yeah me, wild me too. moose <laughs> wild moose and, and the sauce ah. i don't remember what the sauce was based i think it was a maple based sauce yeah. it was insane it was really good dude if i uh, if I finally get to to visit you, I yeah. I, I want I want uh, at least close to that. Right. I so ex- my, da- my dad that. my dad can get you uh, wild meat because he has native friends that they can hunt all year long. Oh yeah, I heard and, that. Yeah, you told yes. me. I guess right. So uh, he he makes a traditional dish from where he's from that has moose in it. So he he can he can get some if 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 necessary. So if you ever come over, if you want my wild meat, we'll find a solution for you. All right, cool. <laughs> um, do you have a song? Yeah, this? it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. We talk about like hunting and like living in the forest kind of thing. Because my next song is another Quebec song, but it's from a, it's from a guy that used to be a painter and um, a music man, whatever. And his called name is Tex Lecar. He's a really strange guy. Mm-hmm. And his a song is called Le Frigidaire. It means the refrigerator. Oh. And it's it's a song. It's a song about like, uh, from what I remember, I've heard this song in a while. But hunting and yeah, it's a bit of a hunting guy, very forest like. I think you'll like it. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to put a classic in my mind. It's by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it's called By the Way. See you guys here, guys, in a moment. If I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. So we're just out here having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. Like, it's really messing up with my spring break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. Yeah, I mean, we planned this a long time ago and it was kind of up in the air if we still go. But, like, we're here. I just turned 21 this year, so I'm here to party. So it's kind of disappointing. But we're just making the most of it. We met these other people in our little Airbnb spot. So we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. I mean, it sucks, but... We're gonna make the best of We're it. Enjoying We're enjoying ourselves. Now. It sucks. And I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. However, we're gonna enjoy ourselves. We're having day parties all day. It's my birthday, St. Patrick's Day. 
Turn we're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for, we're just going to do what happens, when it happens. When stuff closes, we're going to do it when it closes. But uh, uh, besides that, we're just trying to have the best trip we can. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to Putin Bratwurst. This is the final take of today's episode. I want to start with um, some other news that um, you might have seen online. So they um, discovered a new mammal in Australia, a new species, um, which is a, a glider. You know, like these little, these little um, fluffy animals that glide through the air. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. No, you haven't seen it. It looks. You know, I, I, I've seen so many people saying, oh, how cute it is. You know, it's all fluffy and stuff, but it really looks like a gremlin. <laughs> uh, I think in, in 2020, finding a new species is suspicious. I okay. Would, I would just leave it, you know. I would, yeah. I but Australia, Australia is weird. Australia is, is really weird. I, I would love <laughs> to go, but I, I have a lot of respect for you know, environment over there, even though they, you know, they're, they're totally fucking up and, and burning it down. So yeah, by the yeah. time we get to travel again, there might be like some cats and dogs left. And yeah. some tough, tough some, 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 some cockroaches and disgusting spiders. Yeah. Yeah. Other news that, um, that I, um, that I heard and that are amazing to me are from news from Canada and, Okay. I am very sure that you also haven't heard of those. Go But ahead. My favorite show of all time. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's going to return. Kenny, Kenny versus Penny is Kenny coming back. Kenny versus Penny is going to come back on the 20th of November on CBC with a, um, they have a special which is called Paldemic. Um, And I don't know if it's if it's only like a documentary type of thing or if it's gonna start to be become a new series. If they leave that kind of open in the trailers I've seen. But have you heard anything about that? I know you're not a fan of the show. I mean, I'm not not a fan. I'm just, I know there's the show and I liked it. I watched like a, I don't know maybe a, a half a dozen to a, I don't know how many episodes I watched. Oh, mm -hmm. it's cool. I like it. I like it. Um, did I tell you there was a there was a Quebec version of it? A Quebec version? Yeah, I never told you that. Spenny. Really? No, you haven't told me that. I I know that they have been copied all around the world, and right. everything I seen, like every copy I seen, was shit. But I didn't yeah. know there was a, a Quebec yeah. Version. When I was a kid, um, it was on the Quebec um, kid network. There was two networks. One of like yeah. more towards teenager. One mm. was more toward kid. The teenager one had the show. And uh, it was, I didn't know back then. And that's often the case. I didn't know when things were imported or not. Because like, yeah. it's just, they were just on my TV. So I don't know. I was like 12 or something. And I thought it was not very good. And um, now I get why. It's because it's, it was a very like safe for work version of Kenny versus Penny. Mm. It was a very like dil diluted, uh, kind version. I, yeah. I, could, could yeah. I could find you the name. I, I, I would have yeah, to research for it. I'd be very curious it. to know what, it, what, what they called, you know, because yeah. probably it's they always had something like two names. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was not Kenny versus Penny, obviously. Um, but no, I haven't heard of it. And I'll tell you something about Canada and something that I, I, I like to remind you. <laughs> It's um, the Canadian media and the Quebec media are very like separated. Mm -hmm. Like people from... Ontario or BC don't know who our celebrities are at all. 
Wow. When and I don't know who their celebrities are at all, if they have any, because it seems like it's mostly American stuff they 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 watch. Or, I, I, yeah. I don't I don't know. I honestly don't know. Maybe they have locals. Because I remember there was a, a this music band called um, I I have to what is it the um, Tragically Hip. That was the name of the. Mm-hmm. Do you know this band? No. So it's, it's like a Canadian staple. Like it's a, it's on radio all the time and every Canadian know about it. And I remember uh, when their singer passed away a couple of years ago, it was a mm-hmm. massive deal, mm-hmm. but I'd never heard of them before. Wow. Like I didn't know who they were. And, and, it, and it's, it's a, it's a thing you have to understand. It's like Kenny versus Penny are probably not very well known in Quebec as, um, as our shows are not very well known over there either. And it's not because we hate each other or something. It's just, it's French versus, versus English, basically. Uh, my parents consume French media and English people mm-hmm. consume English media. It's just, it's just a thing, right? And Isn't, so, no, I, it, didn't make it, it didn't make it to Quebec as far as I know. But I, again, I'm not a TV show guy, so I don't follow these news very much. So, they, they, You know, but then again, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's an, a Canadian or an English-speaking show Yep. And I've watched the hell out of it when I was in high yep. school. So I don't know if that if the point you make is that true. I, I I can understand why it is true for things that originate in Canada, where it's the French uh, Canadian population versus the um, English speaking one. I can understand that, but I don't really think you know. I if I if I ha- had I grown up watching only like German comedy. You, It, it it would have killed me. Like, oh my god, I'd be the least funny person on earth right now. I guess uh, I see what you're saying. Like, I've, I've obviously I've consumed American media a lot when I was younger. Obviously, yeah. obviously, and it's it's like everybody does. Like, American media is everywhere. Um, well, maybe yeah, maybe my point isn't very valid, but uh, I I didn't personally heard about it. And I, I would be curious to know if I know anybody in Quebec who knows that show. Honestly, I could ask around. Ah, they but... must. They must. I like really honestly. Like in in Germany, they they are not huge, right? They they have a fan base here, mm-hmm. and it's a diehard fan base. And I, I I consider myself to be at the heart of it because I really really love these two guys. I you know, um, I've, I've, I I I said it before. I got to see them like last year when they they made a little tour in Germany, and I was like the happiest guy on earth when I got to hug Kenny Hotz. And I know that uh, you know my my WhatsApp profile picture is still me hugging these two guys, and I know that like most of my WhatsApp contacts they um they don't they don't know who that is. They think like I'm with my uncle or something like that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like my two weird uncles. Like uh, it's yeah, but but like um, I, I'm, I'm I'm a nerd when it comes to that. But then again, if If it's it must be more than that in within Canada, and I'm speaking whole of Canada. I mean, yeah. there must be even. It, it might be honestly, but I've never heard somebody talk about it. Uh, and then, and they're constantly you. they're constantly touring the country, right? They're constantly on on stage somewhere in Canada. Again, you're not talking to the right person yeah, for this. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't like stand up, and I don't follow any stand up. If you know, that's or... another thing. If I if I go to um, visit you. And they are anywhere in your um, vicinity. I will force you to go there. We're gonna drink a lot right. of beer, and we'll yeah. go there. And you're gonna have 
so much fun. I uh, sure I would, but I, I maybe they would go in Montreal. But if they if they do their shows in English, chances are they would not go anywhere else because the vast majority of English speakers in in Quebec are concentrated in Montreal. And again, it's it's like it's not a thing here of like go even if people speak English, English people like stand up, they don't really go outside Montreal. Like musicians, oh, you, you would. never have like American stand up comedians in Quebec. I remember one event when I was in high school in Quebec City, and it was like like a deal. It was something because like Whoopi Goldberg was there oh, okay. to make a stand up in Quebec City, and it was like wow, like uh, it's really rare we receive English um, stand up comics in Quebec City, for example. And it's, it's like a million people city. So, do you find that? But, but, to but, be, they, uh, but they do they do they do go to Montreal for sure, hundred percent. They would uh, if if they come to Quebec, they, they will be in Montreal hundred percent sure. So if do, yeah. Do you feel like that, um, you know, that is a, that you guys are missing out in some ways because of that? And I'm not only speaking about, you know, the English Canadian population, but obviously there's a lot of great stuff coming from, especially from the yeah. US when it comes to entertainment. I mean, the movies are translated, the art, the musicians will come. There's no worries about that. Uh, so... Well, for me, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't listen to stand-ups, but for for the general population, I don't know. I think it's an offer and demand, right? Maybe, if, like if 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 the agents don't send them there, it's because there's no demand for it. I don't know. Do you really think that that would be the case? No, I think it's just honestly the real answer is probably uh, outside Montreal and Quebec City. The cities are too small, so Americans mm -hmm. don't go there. Oh, okay. That's probably just what it is. Mm. Yeah, it's just with uh, like. Uh, Outside Montreal and Quebec City, there's no city close to a million people. So yeah, it's, it's I'm, not a big population. I'm not. I'm. I'm saying that not being familiar at all with the French language, but I do feel like um, the German language is a tough one to be funny in. I, I okay. think the English language is is brilliantly made to for good comedy. It's, and I don't. I don't know what it is. But every time I, I, you know, every time I watch American comedy, and that's basically all the comedy I watch is American ones or English speaking ones, because the German ones, they're really, they're like two or three German shows that make me laugh. And that's it. Um, and, and there's uh, hundreds of them uh, from the English speaking realm. Mm -hmm. And every time I try to translate uh, an English joke into German, It doesn't work, and and I try right. can try to do it in different ways, but it doesn't have the punch that it does that it has in English. And it and if I have like a German joke that I try and translate, it kind of works. There I find ways to say that in a uh, you know that that are funny in in English. Yeah, uh, well, your question was about the French language and jokes. I, I don't know what qualifies the language as good for comedy, but I can tell you there's a very lively scene of stand-up comedy in Quebec, French mm -hmm. one. Oh, cool! It's extremely lively. Oh, that's it's cool. it's 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 them. It there they make a lot of money. Their shows are always sold out, and there's a, a large number of them. Mm -hmm. It's a very very big deal. Since the '70s, one guy like kind of founded the style, nice. and since this guy, it's it's a very like popular thing. And I, again, I'm not a big fan of that, but But we have a we have a comedian who makes uh, a, like audio humor, like mm -hmm. just audio. There's no visual. It's only like uh, he makes songs, or most of it is just sketches, two minutes, mm -hmm. two minute long sketches. Mm -hmm. um, 
and it's just puns like great puns and just is very awkward and uh, like random stuff i think is hilarious and if there's one guy if i could like make you understand quebec french fully for one day just i have this power <laughs> Like I could touch your head and like for 24 <laughs> hours, you're fluent in Quebec French. I would make you listen to this guy first. I think you would really love what he does. But oh, if cool. you have, don't have a deep understanding of Quebec French or French French, because he does his yeah. things in both. Because mm-hmm. uh, he wants the French market too. Of, it's, obviously. It's more, <laughs> much more people there. Um, he's also famous in France because of that. But anyway, uh, so it, it, I guess French could be a, can be a funny, funny language. There's a lot of funny stand-ups in france too that are well known that also come here ours go there too um so uh, yeah i guess it is a, a funny language mm. yeah cool there but again Germ- another German public isn't. yeah i don't know uh, you tell me i try the, i trust you i trust your your expertise the um uh, I, I don't know if it's if it's also because the germans don't have a history of that like the british do you know they have a of course a, a fantastic Monty um, Python, when it comes to humor, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. The, the Americans obviously do, but the Germans kind of. I think that that's my theory. I think we we lost it in in, in the Second World War when we that's, that's, that's heavy. when we fucked fucked it all up with um with our uh, Jewish population, because I do think that um the you need a certain type of type of intellect um that um. And a, and a certain type of color within your nature nation right. and i i think i do i i like jewish humor a lot um unfortunately we don't have it a lot here anymore unfortunately i don't get you know don't get to experience that a lot but i like um i like i like uh you know obviously most of the of the brilliant entertainers in the u.s are have jewish uh mm-hmm. backgrounds yep and i think we we have lost a lot from there so um, it had to come in some way here, and I think a lot went wrong um, in the in the like 80s and 90s when when immigrants were trying to or like people with an immigrant background were trying to make jokes here, and they found out that Germans like to laugh at say at laughs that make them feel superior. Mm. So you know you had like Tur- Turkish people making fun about themselves, but we never really learned to laugh about ourselves that much they are like very very few examples um of uh, brilliant comedians or um humorists um who who make like sketches because german is not really a stand-up language it's more like a sketch thing mm-hmm. and who have a a sense for for the german nature i'm talking of uh Loriot if for german listeners and and people who are interested in or learn german and want to to um, experience some really fantastic German comedy. He's a guy who unfortunately already uh, passed, but he was able to capture the, the essence of being German and making fun of it in a, in a brilliant way. I I will show you some of it at some point uh, when we see each other again. Sure. But, you know, and, and by, 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 in, you know, by the way, I'm saying that you can already feel how complicated it is. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not, unfortunately it could be way easier, but it isn't. I hope we learn uh, to get there, but at the moment it's, it's really, I, I, most people, most of my friends laugh in English and not in German. That's, I, I think it sounds, yeah, it sounds a bit unfortunate, but yeah. uh I, I, what would you think of a prime minister slash chancellor 
who has a stand-up background. Oh, it wouldn't work. So, wouldn't work. so here in Quebec, uh, one, there's three major parties. Used to be only two. Now there's three. Um, it's starting to be more two again, but whatever. One of the old parties that used yeah. to be like a very powerful one. They had a leadership race uh, last month. Mm-hmm. And one of the runners was a stand-up comic. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. He didn't win, so he's not the leader of that oh. party. But uh, yeah, he ran, um, and people were just, of course, like telling him, like, is this a joke? <laughs> like, are, are you making fun of whatever? So uh, yeah, I thought you would be interested in learning that. <laughs> yeah. Cool, very cool. Didn't win, didn't win, yeah. All right, um, I think we should end it here. Sure. Um, I um, By the way, if, if, if any of you guys are a Canadian and you're Kenny versus, or American, whatever, and you're Kenny versus Benny fans and you know uh, how I can get to watch CBC here in Germany, if any of you guys right. know that, if it's I mean, available VPN online, is, you have, yeah. Yeah, you have, you have any sites or whatever, yeah. um, leave us a message. I'd be very, very thankful for that. Yeah, talking so, about this, if you want to leave us a message, a question, anything for the podcast, please write to us at pussinbradverse at gmail.com. That's the easiest way to yeah. reach us. That's the name of the podcast in one word, just stack together at gmail.com. And you can also leave us a voice message at... Um, anchor.fm slash Putin Bradvers. Um, that's for voice message. For written message, use our email address. And we look it up before every episode. So uh, yeah, write to us. We want to hear about you guys. Um, yeah, my last song for our list, which is the Putin Bratwurst uh, list on Spotify. That's right. Is yeah. by a German um, artist who is familiar to you, Philipp. Um, his name is yeah. Farin Urlaub. Yeah. And um, uh, the song is called Abschiedslied. It's a song where he sings about his. Uh, he wants to travel and go out again. And there, there, ha- there aren't words more close to how I'm feeling right now. See you guys yeah. next week. It's it's. Oh wait wait. I, I, oh sorry. I have, sorry. I have, I have to share my song, but also a story with uh, Farin Urlaub. I, I was um, watching um, a, a, a Twitch streamer, um, uh, and she's from Germany, and and I asked her, "Do you do you listen to him?" Mm. And she said, "No, I don't like him." What? <laughs> I was thinking about you, but um, yeah. and my song is also a German song. It's from the uh, the band Amundul Two, and the song is called "Hallucination Guillotine." All right, hear you guys in two weeks. Bye bye. Take care.